You are listening to an RPA production, where people gather. Ladies and gentlemen, Real Paranormal Activity is proud to present The Sandman Lullaby with your host, Patrick Sean Jones. A dream is a succession of images, ideas, emotions, and sensations that usually occur involuntarily in the mind during certain stages of sleep. The contents and the purpose of dreams are never fully understood. Many are philosophical, religious, but they've all been talked about throughout recorded history. This is the Sandman Lullaby, here on R.P. There is an ancient, ancient garden that I sometimes see in dreams, where the very Maytime sunlight plays and glows in spectral glimpses. Where the gaudy tinted blossoms seem to wither into gray and the crumbled walls and pillars waken through of yesterday. There are vines in the nooks and crannies and there's moss in the pool and the tangled weedy cricket chokes the arbor dark and cool. In the silent, sudden pathways, spring, our arborage spare, spare, while the misty scent of dead things dull in the fragrance air. There's not a thing living in the lonely space around and the hedge-encompassed quiet never echoes to sound. As I walk and wait and listen, I will often seek to find when it was I knew that garden in an age long left behind. I will often conjure a vision of a day that is no more. As I gaze upon the gray, gray scene I felt I knew before. Then a sadness settles on me and the tremor seems to start. For I know the flowers are shriveled hopes of the garden of my heart.
and girls, children of all ages, you are in the Sandman Lullaby here on RPA. That is the band called JPP, the Jim Parsons Project. Hey, I'd like to wish each and every one of you a happy new year out there. And I hope uh, all your dreams and everything comes true in this very beautiful new year that's coming up. Uh, let me give you a little bit of feedback from the last Phantom Cast that I did. I talked to Aaron at Real Paranormal Activities, and actually he said, Hey, Elder, there's one thing you forgot really to talk about, and that was uh, about some of the things that happened behind when you were talking about your uh, grandmother when she passed away. And the thing was my mother, she lost her mom when she was 14 months old. Her mother was only 25 years old. And uh, what happened was she had a heart defect and she was singing Santa Claus is coming to town. And uh, her grandmother was in the other room at the same time. And all of a sudden the singing stopped. And my grandmother walked into the room, and actually it was my great-grandmother. She walked into the room, and my mom's mom was sitting there holding her, already passed away, holding her in the hands in a rocking chair. And one thing about that was my mother still owns that same rocking chair. And when a funny thing that, you know, it's just, just things that make you go, huh. It was uh, one day my mom was sitting there, uh, rocking one of her children. I don't know which one of us it was. She was rocking them uh, asleep in the same rocking chair, and she started singing Santa Claus is Coming to Town. And my great-grandmother walked out of the kitchen, same spot where she was at, the same time. She know, she said, you know, uh, that was the same exact song in the same exact spot your mom was when she passed away and doing the same thing. And I told that to Aaron, and Aaron was like, wow, that's different. So I thought I'd let you know. If you want to hear the whole story, go back to the uh, last podcast. And uh, now that's not really called a podcast. It's a phantom cast. Because, like, I do a show on WMNF Tampa 88.5. If you're wondering why I'm always playing metal music, I've been playing FM metal music in the Tampa Bay area for the past 12 years. So I know a lot of bands. I know a lot of people. And that's why I'm so gifted to bring you two of the most influential people in the Tampa Bay area, and that's Mr. Well, I, I will say Rob, because I was going to say Rob Ranker, but it's actually Rob, and it's Fozzie. Dudes, you there? Yep. Yes, we're here. And they're yeah, right there. And actually, uh, Fozzie's the bassist of the band, and uh, he used to be in a band that I knew a long time. Actually, I think both of you were in the band I knew a long time ago. It was uh, Herpes Suplex. Oh, I was in Herpes Suplex. Rob was in You weren't in Herpes Suplex? <laughs> no, he was, I was just at all the shows. Oh, okay, okay. Well, that, the, the funny thing about that is if you've ever been to a metal show and all of a sudden the show continues and they light a table on fire and they grab a band member and they <laughs> suplex them through the table, that's a truly heavy metal show. So I believe you can find that on YouTube, too. You can still see that? Yeah. I Do, believe you can. Fozzie's on fire. Right, I think that's what it's called on YouTube. So yeah, oh, it's called Fozzie's on Fire. Yeah, dude. Okay, well, the thing about it is, this Phantom Cast, it's not about music. It's not about that. What I'm actually doing is I'm jumping into the realm of dreams, 
of cool. dream research and uh everybody that knows me out there that knows i'm a big uh lovecraft fan and actually that uh poem that i read was uh the garden by hp lovecraft that was written back in i think uh i think it was 1917 so that poem is over a hundred years old so yeah i know i mean he was deep back then awesome. so uh what i thought i'd do was bring uh Rob and uh, Fozzie up and start talking a little about the dreams and the things that influenced them. Fozzie, you said actually you've uh, went and worked with a shaman before checking um, uh, about your dreams. Come on, tell me a little bit about that. Um, it wasn't even so much about my dreams directly as just about my life in general. Um, I hit a real point of depression and was having a lot of issues with anxiety and um, tried some traditional medicine routes at first and didn't really have much luck so I actually went and seen a shaman and um, she did a full like spiritual evaluation of me and it's pretty enlightening um, I have the recording of it, and I'll find it and get it sent over to you sometime so you can hear the whole thing. Cool, that works. Um, yeah, um, I just have to dig it up. But um, one of the things that she had found when she was going over me was she doesn't feel that I originally came from this planet. She feels that I actually came from another world. Another existence, another like plane, or how did she come up with that? Like another yeah. planet, which is something I have felt my whole life, honestly. So have you had dreams that you felt like you were out of your own skin? I mean, has anything really just shocked you to your core sometimes, like reoccurring dreams like that? What, what's crazy is I haven't been able to remember my dreams in years, which is unfortunate because it's pretty lame. I lay down and I feel like I just open my eyes a few minutes later and I'm awake again. Um, it's really frustrating because when I was a kid, I had dreams all the time. Um, I don't know it changed, but there have been a couple times where I've been sleeping where I've actually, um, according to other people that were there and witnessed it, it seems like I was actually possessed during my sleep on a couple occasions. Did you sleepwalk? Um, not sleepwalk, but, um, actually sitting up in the bed. Um, one time I was up on the top bunk and I was facing the wall. I'd completely rolled over and sat up and was staring at a friend of mine who was sitting in a chair and my eyes were glowing red. So and do you think this is more going over to the uh, paranormal or do you think it's just some, what do you think you go to when you dream? It, that's a good question. Yeah. Like I, I've often felt like, um, I do things like a uh, actual projection in my sleep. Um, a lot of times I don't think I'm in my body when I sleep. It's really, I've had a lot of weird instances like that over the years. Um, and astral projection's been like the closest thing I've, you know, been able to see that, you know, be able to read about that seems like it fits. 
Have you ever had somebody tell you that you visited them in their dream when you've been uh, astral projecting? I haven't had that happen. It's actually weird. I've had people actually tell me that before. Hmm. Now I imagine that is pretty weird. Well, they they said I walked to them in in their dreams, and I told them, "Hey, you know, you need to be careful because people can screw with you in your dreams." And I just got up and walked away right after saying that. And I never met the person before, and they just walked out of me to meet me in a crowded room. I think it was at a metal concert. They were like, I never knew who you were, but I've seen you before, and it was in my dreams. And Because uh, I do astral projection, and I used to talk people through astral projection. back. I think it was back in the, the early 90s when I did that a lot. But uh, I faded away from that when I started, you know, working on the radio stations and started working with Miss Cleo and everything like that. So, no. Now, tell me more about uh, uh, waking up and, you know, did you wake up disturbed when you would be in different positions? How, how did that make you feel when you woke up and, you know, you weren't in the same spot when you, where you fell asleep at? The first time... I actually rolled back over into the same exact spot, so I didn't even, it didn't even seem weird to me when I first woke up, except for the people that were there in the room with me that were freaking out when they woke me up. They were very disturbed by my actions. Everything seemed normal to me. Um, Coincidentally, that was the same night I found out that my grandmother was probably going to pass away. You think there might be a connection to that? I I definitely think there might be because, I mean, it was pretty unnerving news to hear at the time, for sure. Cause How old were you when you found out the news about her passing away? I was 16. So you were young at the time. You're still going through adolescence. Yeah. So Yeah, yeah I mean, I had experienced death before. Okay. But... Um, my grandfather had died, you know, years before that. And I was, I was eight at the time he died. So I was old enough to get the general idea of what death was. So it wasn't my first experience with death, but it, the, the news definitely hit me very hard because me and my grandmother were very close. How about you, Rob? Have you ever had someone that passed away that actually played maybe a major importance inside your dreams coming back to talk to you? No, I haven't actually. Um, mostly because I don't sleep more than four hours a night, and all of my dreams seem to be like bad eight-bit video games. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, I have constant uh, like you're grinding through a, a game, an old game, on an old system. I go through that, waking up and down, go trying to get rid of the dream. But go Does, is it a reoccurring dream again. itself, or? Oh yeah, yeah, I would say it is. <laughs> Do you feel like you pick up a little bit more and more as you go along in your dream? No, not at all. And I think that's the issue with those dreams is that they bother you so much because you're getting nowhere. <laughs> huh. I wonder which way you actually you can go to try to fix something like that. Is there something specific in your dream that you kind of latch on and you kind of repeat over and over in that one certain subject of uh, in the video game? Probably, you know, because it goes on all through the night and you wake up and you go back to sleep and it starts over again. But eventually, sometimes you work it out. Did you have you ever take uh, written down a log 
like a dream journal to try to keep track of all these things? I haven't, no. How about you, Fozzie? No, I haven't either. I, I, I'm terrible at taking notes. How about, how, about, always have been. how about flying in your dreams? Do you fly in your dreams? No, I don't. Fozzie? I'm trying to recall if I have, like when I was a kid, I did have like certain dreams where I'd be in like some sort of like cool flying vehicle, you know, and just like flying around town and stuff, but I don't think I ever had any dreams where like I was just flying by myself. How about influencing, blah, blah, blah. How about influencing your music? Lyrics, sound. Hmm. You, you know that that's a good question, and I wondered that myself. How much of our our uh, subconscious gets into our songs, and especially into the lyrics? And I would say a good percentage, actually, unconsciously, because you go back and you hear it again later, and you're like, oh, well, I was thinking of that in a different way. But yeah, I'm glad it made it in there. <laughs> well, see, you're the vocalist. What about you, Fozzie? Because especially when you're playing bass, or do you basically hear certain rhythms and riffs inside your subconscious mind when you're sleeping, and, you're, and you think, "Wow, that actually sounds pretty badass." You know, I'm I'm not a hundred percent sure. I mean, the way that I write is kind of like that. I'll just have random music kind of pop in my head, and just kind of get riffs going in my head and I'll sit down and, you know, grab a bass and just start working them out. Um, but as far as like, you know, if I'm hearing them in my dreams or not, I'm not really sure because I don't really remember my dreams anymore. But the way they pop in my head, it's just, it's like they're already worked out when I start hearing them and it's just like I grab a bass and just start playing it. So how did, what about your dreams? Did they change after you met that shaman and had that conversation? Um, I, I still don't have any recollection of my dreams ever. So it, it, it drives me nuts. Well, see, I, I, I wish I could remember my dreams. Well, see, that's, that's one thing I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to put a challenge to you. I want you and Rob to basically go to a store and you know those little those little booklets that's the compilation booklets that you usually yeah. you know the black and white book or now oh, they yeah, have a in, composition notebook yeah yeah go ahead and get one of those and put it beside your bed with a with a pen and when whenever you wake up i just want you to just sit there and jot it down because really you know most people forget their dreams within like the first three minutes I mean, oh, yeah, yeah. very well, important you, you things. You're trying it. to tell it to someone and it just slips away. Well, see, there's like, there's like a dream that I had like a couple of days ago and it was about a friend at work. Y'all know I work in surgery in, in, in Lakeland. Mm -hmm. And, yeah. uh, the thing was the, it was a guy I work with. I'll, I'll, I'll call him. Let me make up a name real quick. I'll call him manatee. Cause I just looked up at the TV and they're talking <laughs> about manatees. Okay. And well, manatees are cool. I like the Florida manatees, but, uh, the, the thing about it was it's, I, we were working in the decontam and we're all dressed in our spacesuits and everything. Cause you know, we work around diseases and blood and everything like that. And yeah. I looked over at him and he was basically missing his hand. Oh. 
and you know, and I was like, wow, that's kind of weird. I wonder what's going on there. And then I just continued working, working, you know, doing the instrumentation I was doing. And I looked up, and he was no longer wearing his gown that, that we wear for our protection. And he was missing his arm from about around, I'd say, like four inches from his shoulder. And... I was like, whoa, there's something going on here. But I knew I was in a dream. I knew I was in a dream at the time. And sometimes when you know you're that way, what they call that, what, prophetic dreaming? When you mm -hmm. basically you can work inside yeah. your dreams. And I woke up. And I was and and I was like, I gotta write this down. I gotta write this down. I gotta remember this because I gotta go tell Manatee about this. And as soon as I got to work, the first words out of my mouth was, "Where's Manatee? Where's Manatee? I gotta go talk to him because there's something that went on in my dreams." And they're like, "Well, he's talking to uh, he's talking to the supervisor because there's something that's going wrong that he's really upset about, and he just wants to talk." And and I was like, "Dang it." You know, it was, it was just right there. I mean, then uh, then I talked to him and I told him about the, my dream that he had. And it was with uh, it was with his partner that, he, that he's having problems with. It's not problems like that. It's worth, you know, it's it's mortality problems. I mean, they're going through a lot of stuff and she's not really that well. And I explained that I saw his arm missing and he, he started he broke down. He was like, you mean I'm going to lose her? And I was like, no, I'm not saying you're going to lose her. But the thing it was, it was almost like you were more upset that people noticed that you didn't have your arm anymore. And it was, it was, it's almost like that simple pride that, you know, you, you don't want to show you're missing your arm. And he was missing his arm and he, he sat there and actually he listened to the uh, podcast with my mom and I think that made a big difference because she was talking about losing people in her dreams and how they came back to talk to her and I think it was actually therapy to understand you know how dreams could work within things and uh giving him the suggestion you know, he, it was just dude don't worry about it you know just work for the future be together she wouldn't got her hair cut she found the gayest person she could go get her hair cut by and <laughs> she had a great day and uh that's it if you're having a bad day go find somebody and just cut your hair and uh she had a great day that way but yeah it was it was a dream and it just led right into something and that's what i'm saying sometimes dreams complement your waking world and I mean, this was the same exact day after I had that dream that I sat there and talked to him about it. And yeah, he's he's afraid he's going to lose his wife. That's his right arm. That makes sense. The symbolism. Yeah. Yeah, makes total sense. Yeah. So, uh, anything to say before uh, we basically? jump to the other side actually i want to uh, there's a thing that i want to do because we were talking about prophetic dreams about working in dreams and february 2nd that's uh the date which is called candle mass and i want to have an experiment and i've been talking to people about you know just getting people like you talk about fozzy with uh, astral projection this is actually an experiment going with astral projection because on February 2nd, that's candle mass. Candle mass is when basically Jesus was, uh, Mary introduced Jesus to the, uh, to the temple in Jerusalem. And basically I want to have an experiment that on February 2nd, I want to light a candle at my house in, uh, in Lakeland, Florida. And I want to try to see if we can have 
an astral get-together. This is probably one of the mm. first, yeah, this is probably the first experiment with something like this that I'm talking about. So the people that are out there that actually dream, that are used to trying to project themselves, February 2nd, I want you to concentrate on a candle in Florida. Just remember, a candle in Florida. And I want you to concentrate on that. And I just want to see how many people we can get together as this experiment to see if anybody picks up on anything. And if you can pick up on anything, because I wear a lot of rings, if you could if you could visualize the rings on my finger, if you can visualize the color of the candle or other people that are at the event, I want you to go ahead and write me. That's at sandmanlullaby at gmail.com. You could also get a hold of us on Facebook at Sandman Lullaby. You could also get me on Facebook at Patrick Sean Jones. Uh, Email-wise, uh, other emails, if you want to get a hold of my uh, radio email here at WMF Tampa, uh, you can get a, a hold of me at elder at WMNF.org. It's just to go to the Sandman Lullaby. That's the easiest way to do it. And just drop a message. Uh, Fozzie? Rob, anything yeah. to say before? How's the next year going to be? How? What do you actually see and envision for JPP in the next year? Let's go ahead and throw that real quick before we take off. You want to field that one? <laughs> uh, sure. Um, let's see. Um, in February, actually shortly after the second, we're going to be heading back into the studio, work on a couple new songs, couple covers. Um. We're going to be working on our internet presence a lot this next year, trying to really boost our online presence, you know, trying to get more traffic to our Facebook page, to Spotify, to Apple Music, Google, all the places. Our stuff's everywhere on the internet. We're just going to really be trying to focus on that. We're going to try to get a music video put out, um, maybe an album. Or like an EP with like a bunch of cover songs. Um, get that out there. Um, and try to squeeze a few shows in here and there. Yeah. Which, speaking of which, our next show is January 20th in Sarasota at Kelly's Live Sarasota Sky Bar with uh, Murder of Crows, Pigpen, and Long Lost Enemies. Yeah, it should be a great show for sure. No, classic punk classic punk uh ladies and gentlemen boys and girls uh don't forget this monday coming up to uh listen to aaron at real paranormal activity the podcast and on tuesday aaron's horror show and on wednesday mysterious moments with uh terry so uh i think i'm going to leave out with a little bit of uh, this band we've been talking to. That's uh, Fozzie, and that's Rob. The name of the band is called JPP, and that's the Jim Parsons Project. If you go on YouTube, you can see a lot of stuff there. Uh, Look for JPP with a Cthulhu face on it. Why Cthulhu? Why Cthulhu? Why not Cthulhu? Cthulhu is the dreamer of madness. (laughs) So, dude, that, so that, that's basically it. So if, if you want to, uh, well, that's why I do a lot of H.P. Lovecraft. 
Because yeah. like I said, H.P. Lovecraft was big into dreaming, big in the dream world, saying you can complement your waking world with your dreamlands. And ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, see you next time. And this is Anti-Being. And you've been in yeah. the Sandman Lullaby. See you guys. See ya.